come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Well, that's right. Here at Online Big Blue, we are never all out of bubblegum. This is Tim. This is Online Big Blue. Bring you the best of the New York Giants. What's talking here, Tim? Oh, it's one of those fun days. It's a fun day. It's a Monday because the Giants are in the playoffs. The Giants are in the playoffs. Playing the vaunted Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota on Sunday. I believe the game is at 4.30. Um, of course, I was at the Eagle game yesterday. And uh, I bet the Giants to win. Uh, I was at the sports book uh, Sunday morning before the game. So um, doing some gambling before heading into Philadelphia. And so I, I took the Giants to win. I, I didn't take the points. I didn't take the 16 and a half because if I, with a $20 bet, I was going to win $29. With a $20 bet for the Giants just to win, I was winning 195 So, of course, I bet 60 bucks. So you can, you can do the math. I didn't win, but you know what? It, it was interesting. It was, um, you know, it, it literally was a giant second and third teamers playing against most of Philadelphia starters. And Jalen Hurts looked like a quarterback that had not played for three weeks. And the game was never really close, even with the indication of the score. You could, it may have looked different on TV, but in the stands, it was never close. It, there was no worry or threat from, um, from the Giants for the Eagle fans. I mean, you figure the Giants, of course, scored uh, 19, when they were down 19-3 with 10 minutes left in the fourth. So there, there was really no drama or trepidation in, within the crowd. Um, it was just an interesting game to watch, and it was just a curious game to watch because I was at the blowout in MetLife for the Giants, uh, you know, against the Eagles that day. I was I was in the stands for that game. So it, it's an interesting dichotomy to take a look at how the second and third teamers played against mainly all Philadelphia starters and how Philadelphia could never seem to put the Giants away. What was funny uh, is that it looked like Jalen was always looking for the big knockout punch for the Giants to take him down. He just couldn't do it. And I think more of it has to do with the rust than anything else. I think that in some ways the D, the Eagles probably took the Giants a little bit lightly. You got to give credit to the dangerous Davis Webb, and I have to laugh about the thumbnail. Of course, the thumbnail basically stays uh, states that should the Giants start Davis Webb in the playoffs, I did that for the Daniel Jones Panty Boys because you know what? I am leaving, and honestly, uh, if you didn't like it, if you thought it was trolling, anything else? Fuck you! <laughs> I'm leaving, <laughs> so it's okay. So I'm allowed to do these things. Uh, you got Kenny G. You got the smooth sounds of Kenny G rocking in his first touchdown, his first touchdown <laughs> of the Giants' career with that nice 25-yard catch in the back of the end zone against a big play slay. Uh, it was a nice catch. It, it was an. It was um, that wasn't a great throw by by Davis. So that was not a great throw in any regards. Um, but he put it in a position where Kenny G could catch it and hold on to it. He got both feet inbound. So, you know, it was, it was nice to see Kenny get involved. He only caught two passes and he was targeted seven times. So, but it was, it was nice to see the giants throw the ball <laughs> to their $72 million man. It, it, it was, it was nice. It was nice to see that. Bringing you the smooth sounds of Kenny G. 72 million not worth it as you can plainly see now of course i was i was joking in regards to starting davis webb over daniel jones uh, that, that was just more to stir the pot but you know it is interesting in some regards that if you watched 
uh, and you really watch Davis Webb play. Davis Webb does not have the physical ability, I think, to be a long-term starting NFL quarterback. But if you watch him and you watched him play on Sunday, he, in some regards, is miles ahead of Daniel Jones in reference to pocket awareness. He was only sacked twice. And, and, and we're going against the first-team offense against the second- and third-team offensive line. He was only sacked twice. He had good mobility in the pocket. It took him a little. It took him that first half to figure out what he need. That that preseason was a, is a little bit different than the regular season. Of course, they they always say the same thing when you go from college. Excuse me, go to high school to college. The game speeds up. When you go to college to high. Excuse me, to college to the pros. The game speeds up even more. And when you're in a playoff atmosphere, that game even speeds up even more exponentially. So in some regards, Davis Webb first start into his detriment, and but also to his benefit and to his plus was the fact that he was playing more towards a – it was almost like a playoff game for Philadelphia. It really was because of the fact that they really needed it to get that first – they needed that bye week. They needed all – you know, they needed strict home field advantage. Um, so it was, you know, it, it was a good – it was a good – the second half was much better than the first. That seemed to be even how he, Davis Webb played. But like I said, it was interesting that if you watched him in the pocket and you watched his awareness and pocket presence and pocket awareness, I mean, it's 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 interesting that Daniel Jones was, you know, a six overall pick who's been a starter for four years. This was Davis Webb's first start. And especially in that second half, second half he had much more pocket fluidity than we've seen from Daniel Jones in four years. And again, people people are going to be like, you're just bashing Daniel Jones. You're just bashing Daniel Jones. You know what I got to say to you? Fuck you! <laughs> That's all I got to say to you, because I'm just pointing out facts. I, I'm just pointing out the truth. I'm just looking at what I see on the field being there. I always love when people tell me that I'm a terrible Giant fan and I should just stop following the Giants, but I'm the only one that ever goes to all the games. I'm the only one that has a plethora of giant gear. I'm the only one that travels to Philadelphia, <laughs> but I'm the bad, but I'm the bad giant fan. Ah, oh, folks, it's neither here nor there. <laughs> so we're, ju- we're just going to, we're just going to leave it at that. Um, I do find it interesting that the defense though, we want to talk, we got to get, we got to give credit to the winker. And, and I've said this before. If you take a look at the giants defensively, statistically, they're pro- they're towards the lower half of the league, but uh, with this performance alone, you've seen you've seen some guys step up. It was nice to see Dane Belton getting back into the swing of things. I don't know why he went into the uh, the proverbial doghouse. Uh, he had an interception, a pass defended, six tackles. Uh, I mean, he he's he's been stuck on the bench, and I I don't know why, but you know what? It is what it is. Fox had himself a nice game too. Fox played well, and this was like his first extended opportunity outside of uh, preseason. He showed some stuff in preseason too. Uh, he was credited with four tackles, one for a loss, and uh, didn't have a quarterback hit though, which is you know you got to you got to you got to put a, put a lick on Jalen, but that's okay. Uh, Davis, the linebacker, I actually liked Davis when he was with the Lions. And he was with another team before that as well. So you know what? He had ten tackles, one for a loss, a half sack, and a quarterback hit. Um, he played. He he was very he was very physical at the point of attack. He he flowed well. He did not get lost in the sauce. I think it's an interesting pickup for the Giants. Definitely going into Minnesota because they're going to need him against Cook and a, uh, Cook and a bunch of other guys. Uh, but we're going to talk about Minnesota later and the week. We're not going to talk about it now because right now we just want to talk about the Giants finish out the season with nine wins. I predicted they were going to win five. I'm glad that I'm wrong. 
You know what? Because at the end of the day, five wins and nine wins are much better because of the fact that you made the playoffs. <laughs> so, you know, you got to give big kudos to the entire giant organization, to the coaching staff, um, to the players, to everyone, because this was a total team effort. And at the end of the day, like I said, this game meant nothing to the Giants. That's why it didn't fill up. That's why they played nobody. But it was, it was, it was actually a fun game to be at. And there's a lot of times you go to Philadelphia and it's just not fun because Philadelphia's crowd is very ruckus, very loud, very boisterous. Um, they have no problem attacking people in giant gear, even when you're quiet. So it was a good, it was actually a very good crowd. And I, and I have to give Philadelphia fans a lot of credit. You, you go, I went, and I mentioned this before, I went to the Eagle giant game in MetLife. I would say in my section at least half the section, they were Eagle fans. And you can always say, yes, their team travels well. and But the, the, a good portion of that stadium at times sounded like you were at the link. That beat when we were at MetLife. And, and that's kind of disturbing to me because of the fact that, yes, you could say they're traveling well, but it also is the fact that Giant fans then are selling their tickets. And that was a big home game for us. Good, bad, thought I was going to, if you thought we were going to win, you thought I was going to lose. That was a big home game for us. And we sold a lot of our tickets and we sold a lot of those tickets that went to Eagle fans. And I will tell you this, Giant fans do not travel well into Philadelphia. There was, there was maybe a, sp a sprinkling of Giant fans throughout the, throughout the stadium. Nothing like what it was in MetLife. So you got to give, you got I got to give the Eagle fans hundred percent credit for a game that, you know, meant something to them. And meant nothing to the Giants. It was still a good game. Like I said, it was never. It was a game that was never in doubt. But it was still a fun game to go to. It was interesting to watch. See Brightwell and Gary Brightwell, and see you know Dave, the dangerous Davis Webb. And it was nice to see the smooth sounds of Kenny G get that catch. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, we knew we probably weren't going to come with the win. It never really felt like it was in doubt. Even going in with the ten minutes left in the fourth quarter after that Davis Webb touchdown. But you know what? You got you to give 100% pride, 100% uh, you know, kudos and, and props to Dable, to Shane, to everyone else in the Giant organization, and it's on to the playoffs. And again, this is Tim. This is Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giant Sports Talk Entertainment. And as always, if you like, subscribe. If you ring that button, you're going to be awesome.